Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. What a game that was, huh? Phoenix Suns win 121-117 to over the Atlanta Hawks at home, closing out their five-game homestand and moving to 5-3 and three on the season. That's four in a row. Seems like just last week we were one and three, huh? <laughs> Facts. We were one and three last week. Now the Suns are five and three following a fantastic victory. And you know what? Matthew can't be here, but we got Flex from Jersey to come and talk about this W. Flex, welcome back to the show. Thank you for helping us out. And uh, I'm glad we're talking about a Suns win right here, huh? Yeah, man. I was getting a little nervous, man. I was like, damn, I'm going to fill in tonight on an L. We can't do that, man. But no, a lot of fun, man. A lot of fun. Glad we got the win and always love joining y'all, man. So I'm glad you, glad you guys reached out and uh, gave me the opportunity. Nah, but of course, I mean, we've had you on in so many different situations. Uh, but you're you're typically calling into the show, calling into 98.7 FM, so we can never get you on the show. So uh, we're lucky and blessed that you're hanging out with us this evening, man. So again, much appreciated. Appreciate you, my brother. No doubt. So plenty to talk about on this edition of the Suns Jam Session podcast. If you've decided to join us on YouTube, please hit that thumbs up button while you're here. If you're listening, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you're consuming this here content. If you're on Spotify, hit the bell notification. If you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, and we'll read it right here on the podcast. Uh, Without further ado, I'm going to pop a beer. I'm at home for one of these games finally so i'm gonna pop a beer i don't know if you got a beer with you flex i don't drink baby good man good man (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna live longer than me then so pop them if you got them suns fan let's talk about this fantastic win over the atlanta hawks Yes, yes, yes. 121 to 117, a victory for your Phoenix Suns uh, in dramatic fashion. They were down big going into that fourth quarter. So I'm just going to lead off with the segment I normally do. Matthew, I got to ask. Oh, obviously, Flex, you're not Matthew, but I'm still <laughs> going to I still got to ask the question. Uh, you know, entering that fourth quarter, how how were you feeling? You know, the Suns were down at that point after the Atlanta Hawks made a nice run to end the third quarter. Were you worried that the Suns wouldn't have the capacity to come back, or did you have faith, my friend? I mean, I always got faith in this basketball team. I mean, they got that spurt ability, man. So they can they can make runs in in a couple minutes and, and change things. So um, I was confident, but I, I I was I was a little bit upset at how we ended that third quarter. I mean, that third quarter. Um, I think we talked about it a little bit behind behind the scenes, but you know about the two minute mark, you take book out, and then you got five subs in there versus Atlanta's first unit that's making a run, and the game goes from four to thirteen just like that. You go with Landry Shamit, Cam Payne, Cam Johnson, Frank Kaminsky, and Abdel Nader. I mean, you just can't run out that lineup against a team like this, this Eastern Conference uh, finalist last year. So I was a little concerned with that, but um, I like the way they came out uh, to start the fourth. I thought Landry's Hit some big threes in that fourth quarter. Just got to let it fly. I think he was three for six from three tonight, 12 points. And and the other the only other three points he got was from the free throw line, shooting a three. So he lived at that three line today. But, yeah, man, um, definitely a little nervous, but I thought we had it in us. Yeah, I think that, you know, as this game progressed, that end of the third quarter was the first real run that any other team made. I mean, it was a back-and-forth battle. 
And I was thinking before that battle, you know, about midway through the third, I go, you know, whatever the result is of this basketball game, I'm happy because this was just a fun basketball game yeah. to watch. You know, as much as it's been fun to watch the Suns win recent games, a lot of the momentum has been back and forth. So it's like, you know, an eight point run by the opposition and the Suns put 10 on them, then like a six and then an eight. And it's like, it's almost like you're watching NBA jam or something <laughs> where it's like teams are just making runs back and forth on on each other. And this was finally one of those games that kind of felt just like a back and forth slugfest of two teams that were in conference finals last season. Obviously, the Suns winning, making a chip trip to the NBA finals and the Atlanta Hawks ever so close to having that opportunity. And regardless of the outcome, I thought it was a good measuring stick for the Phoenix Suns to kind of reengage them with with what that feels like with a level of competition, because they haven't really felt anything like that, a good back and forth battle since the finals last year. So again, the result of this game obviously is, is very positive for the Phoenix suns winning this game by a a total of four points. Uh, But I have to agree with you. And I wrote it in my notes for the third quarter. I'm like, what is going on here? You know, with about four minutes left in the third, Monty pulls everybody, but Booker and he's gassed at that point. Cause he's, you know, the carrying the team on his back and they just they can't hit any shots and then Trey Young starts to starts to cook and there was no reinsertion of Chris Paul or or Jay Crowder or anybody right. any of the starters into the game Mikhail Bridges and ultimately Monty made the right choice because right. what he did is he put the starters back in to start the fourth Booker got 6 minutes off he kind of made some substitutions along the way and put the team in the right uh, uh lineups to succeed at the end of the game Right. No, yeah, you know what? I mean, you nailed it, man. This this was this was a I texted someone during the game, um, and I said, I said, you know what, regardless of the outcome of this game, um, I like what I'm seeing. I like I like, you know, it felt like two playoff teams that were highly engaged. It had a playoff feel to it. Um, and this is the first time we felt that this year. I said it the other night with John Bloom on the post game show. I was like, you know. When when you when you eat when you're in college and you're eating TV dinners and ramen noodles and then somebody gives you steak and lobster, it's hard to go back to those TV dinners. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so so the Suns have been getting you know they they've been playing high level, high intensity, ultra focused basketball games through that playoff run and into the finals. And then you start the year and you got to deal with Cleveland and New Orleans and the Rockets know, and the Rockets, <laughs> right? So it's it's hard to stay motivated. Tonight you can see from jump ball. They understood the task at hand. He said, "Hey, this is this is playoff basketball. This is a really good team, and I like the focus throughout the game. I don't think there was a lag in focus. I wasn't thrilled with the rotations, and I think that's why Atlanta. I think they was uh, they won on you know they won the third quarter, forty to twenty seven, mm-hmm. but then we returned the favor and we came back and won the fourth quarter, thirty five to nineteen, and that decides the game right there. Those that that stretch right there, and I like how the Suns are playing. What I call John, I call on demand defense." You know what I'm saying? I like it. And I like, yes. It's, it's on demand. It's, it's like they're going on these stretches where they're just going to say, hey, we're going to lock in. And it's at a, any particular part of the game. And tonight it was the right time. It was in the fourth quarter. The other night it was in the third quarter. But uh, we haven't seen a full defensive game from this team. Mm-hmm. And I know it's coming. And when it comes, I think you're going to see the old sons that we love and know. And it's a good point. You know, it's happened a couple times in this four game win streak where they've just locked the opposition down in the fourth quarter. I think it was New Orleans where they only gave up 15 points or 16 points. And the, and the yeah. Suns like du- doubled them up in the fourth. And yeah. the same thing happened tonight. Now, obviously, that's a dangerous game to play of trying to yeah. pick and choose your spots when you want to turn on your defensive intensity because it, on nights where it doesn't work and you're already down. 
you're going to yeah. end up losing those games. But but the Suns have the lineups and the tools necessary to do that when you have the the likes of Mikhail Bridges, uh, Chris Paul, who had a key turnover late in the game uh, when they were trying to fight back. You know, he just sticks yeah. his hand in there and pokes the ball away. You know, obviously, uh, one guy who wasn't out there tonight was DeAndre Ayton. Um, you know, that leg contusion still there. In fact, I'll do the drop even though he didn't play. Watch. I you love know, it. <laughs> oh, I got the, I got all the drops. I got a new one. I love it. Um, but love he didn't it. he didn't play tonight, you know. And there was some speculating. Uh, you know, Jalen Rose was making some comments yesterday, and you know, the, everything obviously that's going on on outside of the lines with the Suns organization right now. I don't want to get into all that crap. Yeah. But you know, are are you worried about Da disengaging with the team at all? Because I mean, he wasn't on the bench tonight, or is this just? You know, a late contusion when you're center in the NBA is something that could get sore and you probably just need to rest it. What, what are your thoughts on D.A. not getting the start tonight, not being with the team? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about that. Um, it's, it's just, you know, you woke up sore and it's a leg contusion. And, uh, you know, I think we, we've seen Frank and, and JaVale play pretty well in spot minutes for him. And so it's, it's just early in the year, man. It's not worth uh, – not worth juice ain't worth the squeeze to go out there and push the big fella. But, um, you know, there's always going to be speculation, man. People – you know, national media is always going to go out and they're going to they're gonna have their narrative and their agenda. And uh, I think that the main thing, uh, John, is that um, this team – we got the right people. Um, if, this were, if this were a different Phoenix Sun team, I'd be a little worried. But guys like Monty and Chris Paul and even Devin Booker, he's the oldest 25-year-old I, I've ever seen. This guy hey, is man. He, he's just, you know, Jay Crowder of the world. You know, they they got a good grasp on this locker room. So not worried about DA. Um, rest it up. You know, good win tonight. Rest tomorrow. And hopefully we'll see him on Monday versus uh, Sacramento. Yeah, again, I don't read too much into what's occurring for – I mean, when you hear that that word alone, you know, leg contusion – like, I think I just got sore saying it. Like, <laughs> I couldn't imagine trying to go out and play against a long team like the Atlanta Hawks have. And, yep. you know, you want to be and, and have the capacity to assist your team. Yeah. So if he's hurt, you don't want to put him out there to one, hurt himself more and two, to hurt your team. You know, right. we've seen our already on, on when he was out two games ago, the uh, productivity that both JaVale McGee and Frank Kaminsky provided the depth of this team that that uh, James Jones has put together allows for guys to kind of, you know, hey, if you're hurt and if you're sore, take the night off. This is an 82-game yep. season. This is a marathon, not a sprint. And you know what? The Suns are now 2-0 and with DeAndre Ayton not playing. Uh, so everyone's going to start saying on Twitter that we need to trade him, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works on Twitterverse, right? That's Dude, how it yeah. Works, right? The, the the moment that Frank Kaminsky made his first like three point, everyone's like trade trade Da. It's like come on, like settle down. Like that guy is fantastic. Right. Right. Uh, but but again, you know, I think that it's it's great that he is uh, just you know having the capacity to take a game off, and we can still win games. I think yeah. that you know, and and obviously it's because you have people like Frank the tank. And yes, I have officially made a Frank the tank drop. Who's the cat that won't pop out when nothing you're all about? Frank. Right on. <laughs> right on, Frank. Yo, yo, I, I love it. And let me tell you something, man. I, I love Frank Kaminsky, man. I mean, you want to talk about a guy that um, the locker room absolutely loves. These players love Frank Kaminsky. He's a consummate pro. And this is a guy that, you know, you, you're sitting at the end of the bench and 90% of the season, he's not going to play. 
Mm-hmm. And he, he just comes out tonight and, and, and puts in a, a professional effort, man. He's a professional basketball player. And uh, I loved how that run kind of ended with Frank, with the, with the bounce pass from Mikel Bridges for the dunk at the end of the game, because um, it's nice to reward a guy that works that hard. And that, you know, that play right there uh, is the epitome of what we're dealing with, with this basketball team. They're a basketball team. You know, you, you saw the shot that Bogdanovich took um, the three point air ball with like mm-hmm. 19 yeah. seconds. Right. So that's a terrible shot. I don't understand why you take that shot. He acted like there was no time on the clock, but that's what happens in those situations. And now we had, we, we Mikel could have easily took that shot if he wanted to, you know what I mean? From the corner, yep. but made the right play, rewarded the right, right guy. And, uh, and we got the dub. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy for Frank Kaminsky, man. Very, very, very happy. He's playing well. Yeah, well, one, I was super happy with that assist by Mikhail because I had like this three-legged parlay Let's on, go. On, on DraftKings. And Let's I, needed, go. I needed two assists from Mikhail, and that was the assist that did it for me. Oh, uh, but Frank, Frank Kaminsky, 16 points, four rebounds, or four assists, I'm sorry, six rebounds, seven for 10 shooting in 29 minutes. Fantastic. And, you know, it, it, it was right off the bat. When he first mm-hmm. came in the game, he had a ball fake and nailed a three. And then he had a bounce assist to McHale's, who was running the baseline, so that F and B, that Frank and Bridges connection, was is reestablished like again. Uh, had the hustle rebound, be, rebound. I'm sorry, where he kicked it out, and then they kicked it around, and Crowder hit a wide open three. And you know yeah. who would have thought that through through the first ten percent of the season, Frank would be the one guy on the team who we would be given an A plus rating for. <laughs> you know, I mean, seriously, like you're right, he's not playing a ton of minutes, but when he is called upon, he is not only providing quality minutes, but High quality minutes, a plus minutes. You know, he was the guy who early in the game was keeping the Suns in it. Yeah. When everyone else was missing from three, you know, the the Suns were seven for 25 from downtown, which is 28% in the first half. They're last in the league in three point makes. And it wasn't until the fourth quarter where they went four for nine, finally got their rhythm back that they, you know, took off and ultimately won this game. But you need other guys to step up in, the, in those times when the rest of the team is struggling. You know, they ended 14 of 43, 32% from the from deep. But it was Frank Kaminsky who just was that solid, steady force in this game. Yeah. And it's like, I crack up a little bit because it's Frank Kaminsky we're talking about. Like, how right. fantastic is that? Yeah, he, you're right, man. Listen, that first half, I mean, he he absolutely controlled and he he controlled the paint. He played really good defense. There were a bunch of times we had to switch off on Trey Young. He did an incredible job. Yes. Man. So, you know, he was that connector tonight, honestly. And the great thing about Frank that he doesn't get enough credit for is his basketball IQ is is unbelievable, man. He's a really smart basketball player. He knows how to put how to use his body. He posts up well. He's a good passer out the post. Good shooter. Um, I think, I mean, listen, I can't say enough about Frank, man. So far this season, Frank, Frank's been really impressive. And like I said, I couldn't be happier for the dude. But, yeah, without Frank Comiskey tonight, we don't get this dub. So, you know, I know everybody's going to talk about Devin. Devin was incredible. Absolutely. But, um, you know, without Frank Comiskey, minus that that little travel, that little travel was uh, – yeah. I, I don't know if he traveled. I didn't get to see it close enough on a replay. Looked like his foot might have still been on the floor, but either way, um, you know, it doesn't matter. Thank God we got the win because I know people would have been going nuts if, if oh, that yeah. was the game decided. But good for Frank, man. Well, and, and kudos to Monty in that moment for telling the team, hey. Just play stay, defense. Stay, yeah. yeah, play defense. Stay locked in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It did sound like it wasn't a travel because you heard the crowd at the footprint center, Yeah, uh, you know, kind of groan when they saw the replay. Yeah. And, you know, that that's frustrating. Uh, 
you, you kind of wish that that could have been, but again, the flow of the game, I'm glad that one, they didn't stop and look at it. You know, Monty didn't like throw the challenge flag or whatever. Right. It's like I said, you know, he just said, Hey, play defense. You've been playing defense entire fourth quarter. You have these guys on the ropes. They're shook. They're, they're lacking the confidence that they had at the end of that third quarter. So just go out and, and continue to play that quality defense. And that's kind of, you know, to your point earlier, the Suns do have the capacity to do that. And that's one mm-hmm. of those things that as this season progresses, they're going to get better at as well. Because you have the new guys kind of integrating to the, into the team. JaVale McGee, who obviously brings a ton of energy, a uh, little kind of goofy out there sometimes, but you know what? <laughs> he he dunks the ball. You know what's going in. And yeah. then you have, Land, and you have Landry Shamit as well, who had a decent game tonight, but he's also trying to learn how to play defense. He was getting yeah. switched a lot onto Trey Young. And Trey and that and Trey Young was cooking him. Let, let's not yeah. lie. The end the end of the third quarter, it was Landry Shaman. He was he was getting cooked alive. But he's yeah. gonna he's gonna slowly learn how to integrate himself into this offense and know when and where he can utilize his aggressiveness and let guys go by because you have the likes of JaVale McGee, Frank Kaminsky, whoever behind him who can assist in playing that and carrying that defensive intensity. Couldn't agree more. I mean, they're still learning, man. You know, uh, you know, put let's put things in perspective here. You know, the Suns are five and three, and we have not seen the entire Phoenix Suns team um, basically all year. I mean, it's either Aiton's not playing, campaign's not playing. Um, you know, there's new guys being integrated. So I, I, I it's, it's crazy to think um, because I know there's a lot of people that just don't like what they're seeing and they're just expecting the Suns to go out and win by 25 every night. And that's just <laughs> I know. not the NBA. We're, we're going to be 82 and 0, right? Right. That's just <laughs> not the NBA, man. They're five and three. Um, they're navigating um, some things as far as integrating new guys. And by the way, we've dealt with some injuries early um, to key players. You, you're talking about campaign and, and DeAndre Ayton. You're not talking about some end of, the, end of the bench guys. So to be able to navigate that through eight games, it'd be five and three um, and, and do it the way they're doing it. Um, it, it, it's, it feels good for at, at least, at least the, 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 the arrows pointing in the right direction in the sense of, once they get a little bit more continuity about that 10, 15 game mark, you're, you're yep. going to see a big change in defense and offense on both ends. Yeah. Nicholas uh, Blankenstein, who's watching on YouTube. Thank you for watching on YouTube. Hit the thumbs up button. Uh, he says the chemistry is getting better every game. And that's exactly yep. what we expected. Uh, I don't think that the world was ending when we were one and three. Some people might've felt that way, but again, you know, this is what happens. I mean, look, look at other teams around the NBA. It's, it's kind of, you know, unless you are, the Golden State Warriors, everybody is is having just little blips on, on the radar. And that's what yeah. basketball is. No one goes undefeated. Uh, you know, the goal is to again continue to improve every game. And this was a good game because again, the Atlanta Hawks are a team that came in here definitely hungry. They yeah. entered this they entered this game with a four and five record. You know, they're having a hard time uh on the road. They're one and five or they're one and four entering this game on the road. A lot of road games to begin. And they're a team that definitely has the capacity to score a ton of points on you. And you saw that tonight. You know, yeah. Trey Young, 31 points and 13 rebounds. Uh, John <laughs> Collins, 26 points and 10 rebounds. You had mm. 10 from Gallinari and Cam Reddish coming off of the bench. 18 from Bogdanovich. I mean, this is a team that knows they're, they're professional point scorers. Yeah. And, and the Suns played defense when they could, locked them up when they could, and outlasted a really good team. You know, so as you look at the Hawks, do you really think that they are a serious contender in the East? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know what? I, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little pissed off about something, you know, I, I saw Charles the other night on TNT and, and he basically, you know, in, in, in few words called the Phoenix Suns and Atlanta Hawks flukes. Yeah. And I, I thought that was pretty, 
out of line, man. And and listen, this Atlanta Hawk team, you just nailed it, man. Trey Young, Trey Young is a dog, man. That that kid, that kid is is an absolute animal on the court. John Collins is getting better. Bogdanovich is one of the most underrated players in the league. Yes. Kevin Herter is incredible. Kevin Herter is is their Cam Johnson. Like he he can he can go on these spurts and and be he can be special. Clint Capella is a, 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 a absolute beast on the boards. And and his gravity, you know, he doesn't bring it on the point on the, as far as points every night. But that guy plays defense and rebounds with the best in him. Cam Reddish is getting better. Gallinari still got something in the tank. Lou Williams off the bench. I mean, yeah, they got Lou Will. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, he, that's a good basketball team. And by the way, I love their coach. Nate McMillan is, yes. is an incredible coach. So um, that's their real team. And you saw it tonight. Like you saw how good that team can be. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, I think they can. They're going to be a problem in the East. And as they continue to grow and get their continuity, um, they're going to be dangerous. So this is a good win. Like, this is a very good win for the Phoenix Suns. Um, and I like that they had to go through something. You know, adversity yes. builds character. And this is the type of game where you build character. This one this one means more than the other three. Because um, those other three got teams, you know, you know, you know what's going on with those guys. But um, this is a character builder. And it's always nice when you can you can learn, you know, learn, learn from the tape, look at some things and get a win against a quality team. Yeah. Nothing good in life is easy. Right. And this this was damn good. You know, to your point, you know, beating beating a team that was one and six in the New Orleans Pelicans, beating a team that was one six, that that was the Houston Rockets. Like you're supposed to do that. okay? And, you know, thankfully in, in the last two games, you know, the, the last five quarters before this game, because the first three quarters against the Pelicans were pretty crappy. But the Suns haven't, you know, quote unquote, played to the level of the competition. Tonight they played to the level of the competition. Right. And in a good way. In a good way. It was a damn good win over a, a very good team. I too think that the uh, the Atlanta Hawks are serious contenders in the East and they aren't a fluke. And, you know, it's funny you mentioned the Charles on TNT interview because that's what make, got me thinking about it. Because uh, I was watching it the other night, and I thought the same exact thing. Like, dude, don't dog these two teams. Like, right. Not only are they quality basketball teams, they're they're definitely not a fluke. Definitely nope. not a fluke. They they both have really solid cores, really young cores, really athletic cores, and great yep. coaching. It's right. like they have all of those ingredients. If you're baking a cake for a team that's going to be successful in the playoffs, you add all those ingredients in there, and then you you know you sprinkle on top a superstar. We've got Devin Booker. They've got Trey Young. Like, yeah. that, that can't be a fluke. The only thing that's going to stop either one of these teams is going to be injuries because right. they, they just have such great cultures. Both of them really do. No, they do, man. I mean, listen, Atlanta, Atlanta's there, man. And, you know, the, the, the theory of, you know, the Philly let that one slip and, and the Suns had injury. I, I, you know, I, it bothers me, man, because, you know, it's, it's like selective amnesia. Like mm-hmm. people don't, people don't like to go back and are, are y'all calling out Toronto? Do you, you want that ring back? You know what yeah. I mean? Are, are, are the, a couple chips Golden State guys. Golden State, yeah. Pretty suspect. You know, Agreed. No, no one, no one likes to talk about the fact that Kyrie Irving, broke his kneecap and Kevin Love was out that series. Yeah. You know, when they when they beat Cleveland. So um it's selective amnesia. And I don't like that they're nitpicking on the Hawks and the Suns, but at the end of the day, man, both teams are really good. And and he, you know, a team more like the Hawks, not not so much Phoenix. I, I think Phoenix might make some things around do some things around the edges. But a team like the Hawks, you got to be careful for, man, because they can they they're a team that if they make the right deadline move and add one more piece that's where they go over the top. And then it's like, oh, man, I didn't see that coming. Now this team is really dangerous. So, um, yeah, this is a good basketball team, and I'm not feeding into the fluke stuff. These were two fantastic teams squaring out at Footprint Center tonight, and the good guys won. 
<laughs> well, what's funny is the Suns are on so much national TV. Why wasn't this one on national TV, man? Makes no sense. Brother. You know, Saturday night, <laughs> you can put this on any major network you want to. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I guess because it's football season and everybody wanted to watch, I don't know, Oregon versus Washington or something, they couldn't fit this one into the schedule. But this would have been a prime time one. And kind of to your point, I don't know if you remember, but last year, uh, before this, you know, when we found out that the Suns made the finals and we were sitting back and we were watching to see if it was going to be the Bucks or the Hawks, yeah. everybody was afraid of the Bucks, and obviously, rightfully so, the Bucks did win the NBA finals over the Phoenix Suns. But I was scared of the Hawks, man. I was too, man. I was terrified of them because I just thought <laughs> I they would too. run us off the court, man. They're so athletic. Trey mm-hmm. Young can cook at any time, as we saw again tonight. So, you know, tip of my cat to, to them, respect to the Hawks. Uh, it's a team I love to watch. You know, there's two teams yeah. I really enjoy watching. Uh, from the Eastern Conference, it's the Atlanta Hawks and the okay. Charlotte Hornets. I, I love it, man. I, you're I my love guy. Those you're teams, my man. you're my guy. I love watching. Hey, Miles Bridges is a beast, yes, man. dude. Sean Marion 2.0, man. Yes, man. Miles Bridges is a beast. I think Charlotte and Michael Jordan are going to regret not getting that guy locked up under the contract. He's averaging 25 a game right now. I don't know if yeah. he's going to hold that up, but that kid can play. I love Melo. Um, yeah, they're an exciting team, and you're right. Those are two of the teams. Kelly that I Oubre's like to watch. on there. Gordon Hayward. Gordon you know. Hayward. Yeah, uh, yeah. Bridges Terry put himself Rogier. on a, on a prove it, and he's proven it, man. Yeah, Terry oh, yeah. Rozier. Those, yeah, those are fun teams to watch. So I agree, man. You're, you're we're on the same boat, brother. I, that's it's, those it's two of my ba- league pass teams. It's good basketball. You know, I just I love fun, good basketball, and that's that's exactly yeah. what that is. Uh, coming back to this game, um, Joneson since eighty brings this up, and you know I, I've been very outspoken about this, but I want to know what your thoughts are. He says, can mm. the Nader minutes slow down? It has okay, to so, stop. So, yeah, so you look at this, you know, again, he was only in there for 11 minutes tonight, 11 minutes too long, two points on one for four shooting, had three turnovers, two rebounds. It's something that I've kind of been saying consistently. It's like, listen, replace those 11 minutes with sticks, you know? Yeah. G- g- yeah. Give the kid a chance. Put him on display for the rest of the league if you're going to utilize him as an asset in a trade, uh, deadline trade. Yeah. Why not? give him those minutes over Nader because you know what? They can't be any worse than Abdul Nader's playing entering this game, 2.3 points per game, 26.8 field goal percentage, 20% from three and an offensive rating of 74 in 10 minutes played per game in six games. And it's only going to get worse with tonight's performance. So flex, I haven't heard your point of view on this. Tell me what your thoughts are on Abdul Nader and why is Monty fucking playing him, man? I don't, I don't listen. I, I don't understand Monty's infatuation with Abdel Nader. I can't for the life of me figure it out. Um, I'm not a fan of it. Um, I was about to tweet something, but I, I held back. I said, you know, I'm about, I'm about to do the show. I can say it on the show, but um, <laughs> listen, man, everything that happens good is when he's not on the court. <laughs> and everything that goes bad is when he's on the court. I mean, it's you know, I'm gonna say my 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 famous saying that I always say on the post game show, right? If it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, damn it, it's not a dog. It's a damn <laughs> duck. Okay. Abdel Nader is a damn duck and he needs to stop playing plus 10 minutes a game. I'm all for zero minutes a game. And I, I don't understand it, man. I mean, uh, I somebody tweeted me the other day and was like, hey, hey, Flex, can you tell me how many naked pictures Abdel Nader has of Monty <laughs> Williams? <laughs> you know, something to that. And I, I was cracking up laughing because I'm like, it's got to be something, man, because there's no reason why that dude is playing. And, and by the way, he's a black hole. He goes against everything that we do offensively. Yes. I mean, he just doesn't pass the ball. 
And it, it just needs to stop, man. I, I'm with you, brother. I'm 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 done with Abdel Nader. It needs to absolutely stop. Um, but I'm I'm hoping and praying that there is some silver lining behind this because Monty has a way of doing some tricky things. So we'll see what happens, man. But yeah, I'm not a fan, brother. I can go, I, I don't think I can watch too many more Abdel Nader minutes. Well, I mean, I'll tell you, I tweeted out today during the game. You know, he's not the black hole. He's the whack hole. I mean, he is just he is so and, and I get it. I see a couple I see a couple of comments in the chat. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, co-JJM. Nader plays defense, though, things that don't show up in the stats. I, I don't know if he does. You know, wow. I mean, he, he he's active. Don't get me wrong. Like he is for, for Diamondback fans out there who can go back. I don't know if you remember, there was a player who used to play for them called Eric Burns. Yeah, hell, know, he was he was a dog. I loved Eric Burns. Okay, see, I hated Eric Burns. Oh, so no. See, I liked Eric Burns because so, I bought Go ahead, so, tell so me. So here's my why. Here's my why, okay? Mm-hmm. Eric Burns was your fake hustle guy. <laughs> Eric Burns was the guy who would hit a, hit a ball into the outfield, Okay. And he would stretch a single into an out because he was always trying to make it into I a double. That. I get that. And you're that. like, dude, this guy hustles so hard, but it's like out. And That's if true. he and if he was in the outfield and he was trying to throw a guy out at home because he had a weak ass arm, he would do a front <laughs> a front flip. Every I remember time. the front flip. Every time he threw it, he rolled exactly. all over the field. Yeah, it was yeah, right. it was fake hustle. And I, I see a that. lot of that with Abdul that. Nader. Abdul Nader's flailing around and <laughs> looks like he's unbelievably active. But if right. you look at results, the results aren't there. He's fouling right. a guy. He's turning the ball over. He's taking it to the hoop, but he can't finish. And it's not even, you know, he does, he's not necessarily even drawing fouls anymore. He's just going up and get blocked, yeah. you know. And that, so, I mean, that that's how I've always kind of looked at him is, is somebody – and trust me. That's everyone, a good comparison, actually, bro. I, I used to look at – because I'm a New York guy, so I used yeah. to see Burns running around. I think he was with Oakland, too, right? He, he was. That's where the, the – yeah. All right. So, so I remember him with Oakland. I would always see him against the Yankees, and he's rolling all over the field. But I guess when you see him every day, so you're a Diamondbacks guy, so you're watching him day in and day out. I wasn't. Um, but that, now that I think about it, that's a damn good comparison, brother. It's, it, it, can, it can be glorified, but at the end of the day, it's, it's actually a little bit overrated. Well, and, you know, during that time frame, I would go to a lot of Diamondbacks games. My mom and I had season tickets. You know, for those of who know, I'm a Dodgers fan, God forbid. Oh, you are uh, a Dodgers fan. Okay. Yes, that's right. But I still, you know, like, I love baseball, so I would go to the games, and I would boo him every chance I could. And it sucked <laughs> because it was funny because everyone around me loved Eric Burns. They loved him because, you know, the casual fan, to your to your point, is like, yeah, this guy it looks like he hustles. But when you see him enough, you're like, dude, this is just a fake hustle guy. He, yeah. Like, man. why is he diving like Superman into second when he could be standing on first, you know, and, and getting out all the time? <laughs> and again, fact. I see I see that when Nader and I, and I remember even after, I think he was with the Mariners afterwards. And the Mariners play in Arizona for spring training. And boom! I used to always bur- boo really? Burns, man. But I mean, the other thing is the Dimebacks played him, paid him a stupid contract too. Right when they, yeah, they probably, I remember that. They yeah. probably shouldn't have. So, but you know, you look at the team. Uh, Abdul Nader's net rating is a negative seven point five. Yeah. So plus minus wise, you know, between offensive and defensive rating, yeah, he's a negative seven point five. So uh, just uh, you know, let let it go. Yeah, I'm, I'm still wondering why Monty decided to play him in the Western Conference Finals. That's still bugging well, me exactly. Out. <laughs> you know, it's like seriously, it's like after this guy's been out for so long with a leg issue, bring him back in and take up minutes that could have gone to Tory Craig in those games. Correct. You know, that's exactly I do miss Tory, man. I, I do, do miss too. Tory, but especially he, I, seeing what he's doing with Indy. Yeah, I will say this though. I will say this, and you know, I've been big on this. Um, I, I've been saying it. I know it's like a broken record. 
I, I'm still talking to people and I'm still being told that the Suns are very much engaged with the Thaddeus Young situation. They're still talking to San Antonio and I'm going to keep continuing to say, I believe based on the intel I'm getting that Thaddeus Young is probably going to be a Phoenix Sun. I'd be surprised if he's not a Phoenix Sun at some point this season. And so I was actually thinking about this tonight um, in a weird way. This was part of what I meant. I was kind of be, being subliminal when I said Monty has a way of working some things out. Yeah. Uh, there's a part of me that's wondering if this isn't just him um, kind of getting the team accustomed to somebody that's going to be playing that 10 to 12, 13 minute uh, spot um, and a guy like that later on down the line. Uh, and unfortunately we're seeing Abdel Nader try to play that role right now. Does that make sense? It does. Um, but at the but same he's time, just the wrong guy, man. Yeah, exactly. Well, guy. why wouldn't you, you know, if that's the case, and you've been saying this for a while, and I've agreed with you. Uh, you were on the podcast uh, before the season started. I think we both kind of agreed with, you know, be patient. You, the Suns can afford to be patient here. They can wait out the San Antonio Spurs. They absolutely can, yeah. You know, there's no reason not to be, you know, to, to rush anything and to give up more than you necessarily need to. Correct. But at the, at the same time, like, if Jalen Smith is going to be part of that transaction to the San Antonio Spurs, uh, Spurs in the acquisition of Thaddeus Young, why wouldn't you display him right now? Are the right. Suns trying to give Nader an opportunity to try to, you know, trade his contract maybe? I mean, it's only a, a two-year, $4 million deal, so it's not like right. you're going to ne necessarily get anything back that's going to be fantastic. But, you know, I think that sticks his contract plus Dario Saric to San Antonio for it Thad works. Young. It, make, yeah. it, it works. It makes sense. And I feel like maybe that's one of the reasons why the Suns aren't playing Smith is yeah. they – they, you know, if he goes out and he doesn't play well, kind of like is right now, yeah. it hurts the trade. It takes his Correct. value down, and we don't get Thad Young. So, eh, maybe, maybe. Correct. And and San Antonio is is not playing Thad much either. I mean, no, there, they're was, not. there were a couple games this year where everyone but he, but Thad played. So, um, yeah, there's a there's a little bit of that going on. You know what I mean? I believe that the teams are still discussing things behind the scenes, and I think you know there's some there's some dynamics that. Probably, uh, you know, from outside looking in, probably doesn't make sense. But behind the scenes, you know, they're, they're connecting the dots. But I'm with you, man. I, I, I just can't figure out the Abdel Nader thing. I'm trying to give Monty the benefit of the doubt. But I, I think he's got about one or two more games before, I, before I'm like, bro, Monty. <laughs> like, for real, dude. Um, but we'll, we'll see, man. Luckily, he's getting wins. You know what I'm saying? Yes, so true. That's the thing. You win four in a row, it's hard to criticize Monty. But uh, let's see what happens. I don't want to see him in Sacramento. I'll tell you that much. Uh, I'll tell and I'll tell you what. Uh, like Monty Williams, we've already talked about and played now uh, Abdel Nader too many minutes on this podcast. So let's move past that, dude. Yeah. Uh, Cameron Payne, welcome back. Campaign didn't have the best game in his first game back. Played a total of what thirteen minutes? Thirteen minutes. Uh, four points on one of five shooting. A negative twenty-two in the plus negative minus. Twenty-two, man. Not a good that. performance there. And you know, I'll I'll tell you this. Uh, you know. He's trying to find his rhythm, which makes sense. He yeah. was really getting ahead of himself. He kind of looked like a wide receiver who was running without the ball before catching it tonight. Yeah, yeah. that's really how I felt, and and I wasn't surprised that he didn't get much more or you know than he uh, minutes that he played because uh, it just it makes sense. You know, he's just trying to get his legs and a guy like that who is so fast and who needs to get the rhythm back of the game. Uh, that's exactly what tonight was. You know, but I'll ask you this. You know, what do you think of campaign coming back, and how did you feel, Al Alfred Payton? you know, did in his absence. Um, so Cam, Cam tonight, you nailed it. I think he was like, a, he, he just looked off. He looked like 
He was too fast in certain spots. He looked like he was a little too slow in other spots. He just couldn't find his rhythm. Um, I thought he had an incredible pass to Mikael Bridges for that dunk. I think that yes. was the best play I've seen from him the entire game. And uh, and I thought that's what he needed to do more of. Just, you know, stop trying to look for what you're trying to do and, and just settle down and let the game come to you. Because that's when he's, you know, that's when he plays his best basketball. When he kind of just goes in the flow of the offense and finds those little gaps. You know what I mean? It's almost yep. like that wide receiver that just knows how to find those gaps in the zone. You know, if Cam just does that and finds the gaps in our offense, then he's dangerous. But it was his first game back. He's coming off a hammy. And that's another thing, too. Like, these hammies, they're, they're really tricky, man. So, you know, you, you come back, but you are, you're not really back until, like, yeah. a week or two. You know what well, I mean? Especially so, a guy like him who's just, like, so, you know, start-stop. You know, I mean, right, that's all hamstring. Right. You know, he, he, you know, I remember one of my favorite Suns players back in the day was Elliot Perry. Socks. Yes, sir. Socks. And, and, and Socks was, like, he he didn't know how to go any other speed but fast, and and that's kind of what campaign reminds me of. He reminds me of a, a, a different version of Socks in the sense where he just goes 100 miles an hour at all times. So with this type of injury, you just got to be careful. But I think he'll be okay. And 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 you know minus 22 is not good, but um I think I think he'll figure it out. Now Landry, I mean not Landry, uh, Alfred. Yes. Um, I actually liked what I saw from Alfred, man. I mean I know there's people that. You know, aren't big Alfred Payton fans, but um, I I I thought he just came out there and was a consummate pro and that does Alfred things, man. Like Alfred's one of those guys, dude. That you know, you watch the game and you're like, man, this guy. You know, you, you criticize and you look at what he can't do, but what it seems like every night is if if you get that guy minutes, he's like a he's like a prototypical 10 10 10 guy <laughs> like yeah. he gets those weird triple doubles right you, you saw it when he was the first run here he got like three in a row i think to start, yeah, his, career to start his career here we, right we thought, so we thought we had the answer <laughs> we thought we had the answer but he's alfred payton man yep. <laughs> but no I, I like what i saw from alfred i did um i think it's going to be a nice little luxury to have that guy in the event that we you know cp needs a break or cam has another issue uh alfred can just come in play defense you know he he, he helps on the glass his IQ is really good. Um, his shot isn't great, but everything else he did was was fine, man. I was cool with it. Yeah, I just, you know, the point I was making to Matthew on our last podcast is, you know, because you see him get a lot of hate. And yeah. I think the primary reason he gets a lot of hate is because nothing that he does is sexy. Right. He's really basic. It's vanilla. I can tell Plain you James, pretty yeah. much what he's going to do on offense every time he has the ball where if I'm sitting at home and I can figure out what he's going to do on offense, then the defense probably can too. Yeah. Uh, but, but you know what, again, if he's coming in and he's spelling Chris Paul in minutes that campaign is out for while injured and the team's winning, like we really can't get too frustrated with, with him. You know, it's, yeah. it's the Knicks were pissed off obviously because they wanted Jalen Rose out there playing. So I get that. It's not like we have Jalen Rose behind Alfred Payton. It's like, no, Alfred Payton's the last line of defense. So right, let's right, just right. be thankful that that's how we're utilizing him. The backup to the backup, right? So exactly. That's, that's a nice luxury. Exactly. Uh, another guy who had a decent uh, night tonight. I'll go ahead. I'll give him the drop. He's he's earned it. All I can say is Sham. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Lan Landry Shamit. Landry Shamit. He, uh, you know, a, a solid night for him. Twelve points off the bench. It's exactly what you want in eighteen minutes. Exactly what you want. Three for six from the field. Three for six from downtown. Uh, had two assists. Three rebounds. Um, you know, I, you're starting to see his confidence grow. Yeah. And, you know, you know, one thing that he does extremely well is 
his off ball movement. He just yeah. doesn't stop moving. And that's what I love about him. You know, so many guys who come in and that we've, and so many guys who've come in that are the backup to Devin Booker in the past on offense. If they, if they're not a primary ball handler, they're kind of a stand in the corner, wait for a three ball kind of guy. Yeah. He, he is a, I don't know, JJ Redick, uh, you know, Clay Thompson esque, obviously not the skill set or effectiveness of either. But both of those guys just never stop moving. Yeah, Seth Curry, a guy like Seth, Seth Curry, Curry yes. always moving right. Yeah, that and, and that's guy, yeah. That, that's exactly what you want from him. <laughs> and he just needs to knock down his wide open shots. But of course, that's the entire Phoenix Suns team. I mean, the Atlanta Hawks were letting the Suns shoot threes all night. We couldn't yeah. hit him until the fourth quarter. Uh, but he was part of that fourth quarter. You know, yeah. he hit a couple of big threes, and big I, three. uh, and, and it's good to see him, especially in that fourth, because he had missed a three. Yeah, he comes down the next possession. And I mean, he must have had that ball for about 10 seconds and he was looking and trying to fit. And then he's just like, fuck. And he threw it up and nailed it. And like, I think that was a play the game, brother. Yeah, I do too. Because at that point, I think it was like 111 to 103. Yeah. And Eight that point game got it. to yeah, five. yeah, exactly. And like, that was a massive shot for Landry. So what have you seen from him so far this season? I, I you know, to, to go back on that point, I, I, I think that was, uh, that was a play of the game for me. He looked off book. Book yeah. was to the left of him. Yep. And he looked off book and took a shot, a three-pointer that was about four feet behind the line, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he had just finished missing one right before that. And so um, to answer your question, man, I, I think Landry, I, I want to see him shoot more. I think the team wants to see him shoot more. Um, I think that he he's going to, he's going to fit in just fine. I, and I, I said this before uh, in the summer when we were talking about Landry Shamit. Um, I said Landry's gonna have a handful, he's gonna have a couple 30 point games this year. Oh, I, yeah. I'm telling I, I feel it. Um, he's gonna have a couple games where he erupts. And I think right now uh, that play tonight uh was something that is very big for his confidence. And I think that that was the first time that I saw him all year kind of say, I'm gonna be Landry Shaman. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna let this fly. You know what I mean? Because I trust my ability. And uh, him making that shot was huge, looking off book, uh, getting us back in the game. So I like what I'm seeing from him. I just I want to be a little more greedy, just yes. a little bit more greedy, a little bit more aggressive. But I think that's going to come. And tonight was a good step in, in, in the right direction, plus the 19 he had the other night. So I think it's coming, man. I, I, I'm I a big Landry Shamit fan. I watched him in Philly. I watched him in Brooklyn. Um, I think the kid is really, really good. And I think come playoff time, that's going to be a guy. Hey, remember I told you this, brother. Um, that's going to be a guy come playoff time that we're going to be doing these shows and we're going to be like, God damn, we're lucky to have Landry Shamit because those are the guys that help you win championships. It's those guys. No, absolutely. You know I mean? the, the stars absolutely. cross cancel each other. Those guys win championships. Yeah. And again, it's that sustained scoring from the second team and, yeah. you know, entering this game, he hasn't had the best season to begin when it, you look at points per game, you know, it's 6.4 entering this game, right? you know, but he, but he's also uh, shooting from three 40%. So it's like, right. To your point, yeah, fire at will, Landry. Right, you know, take right. take the shots. You know, six shots in eighteen minutes tonight. You know that that that's a good ratio there. You know, yep. I kind of I kind of like that. So yeah, again, another reason why the Suns win this game, and they won the last game too. I mean, Landry had nineteen in the last 19 game. Nineteen comes year. out has twelve now. You're starting to see him integrate himself a little bit more in this offense. You're starting to see him build that confidence, which is the most key ingredient you can have in that championship cake. Correct. His confidence. And the the more confidence that he, you know, gets, 
the better this team's going to be. And to your point, like I can't wait for that first 30 point game. Cause you know, it's coming. He's coming you know, bro. he's going to have one of those, you know, like seven for eight yep. from deep games and he's getting to the line and doing all those things. Yep. And he's a pest man. I mean, the best thing about a guy like him is he tires out the opposition with that nonstop running. Movement. So yeah, yep. as long as he's moving and you know, you saw, I'd like those uh, campaign Landry Shamit minutes. Obviously, they didn't work out very well tonight. But when this team is right and those two are playing true backup minutes with no CP3 and no Booker out there, those are two fast, speedy guys who are an annoyance to the opposition when they're on offense. And when uh, they're playing defense, they're annoyance as well. So good things are going to happen. Good things are going to happen. So yeah, uh, shout out to Sonia Lovato in the chat. She dropped five dollars in the super chat. She said, "Go Suns, nice win." She's missing Lissy tonight. He went to the game himself, but she says hi, Flex. So what's up, Sonia? What's up, Sonia? How are you? Hope, hope you're having a good night. I think we all are on a Saturday night after the Suns beat those those Atlanta Hawks. I love beating the Hawks. I love beating the Hawks, man. Love it, man. I love. love it. I have some. I have some friends who are Hawks fans, so it's just like okay. it's it's always good to talk okay. about them. Uh, one last guy I want to talk about before we talk about the guy is uh, Cam Johnson, man. He was making plays that Matthew has been waiting for all season. Dare I say Matthew's entire life. He had active <laughs> hands, stellar handles behind the back, jams, doing all Love kinds it. of great stuff. Uh, you know, he ends his night with a total of four points, two for eight shooting, 0 for 5 from downtown. But his first two shots were great. And then he kind of yeah. fell off a cliff uh, right after I wrote that he was having the game of his life. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, Cam Johnson it's going to be okay. Again, he that's the be beauty fine. of this team, man, is if Cam Johnson's having a shitty night, you know, Frank Kaminsky and Landry right. Shamit are picking him up. So, I mean, what a, what a great what a great night for those guys. Strength in numbers, man. That's what we are. Monty's built in a complete basketball team, and so we can we can afford to let Cam find his way a little bit. You know, he he's, he started a little slow, but listen, I love Cam Johnson. Um, I'm I'm one of the biggest Cam Johnson fans you can find. Um, I I've gone on record and said I think in in about two you know maybe two years from now. Uh, he may be the second best player on this basketball team. I mean, he's getting better as as we continue to go. Um, he's gonna be fine, man. That kid's just an incredible shooter. What he he's one of those guys, man, that you look at the box score and you say, damn, he had four points. Um, but the box score doesn't show everything that that kid does. The way he moves on defense, the way he alters shots, the way he gets his hands in the passing lane, the way he always is willing to make that extra pass. You know the hockey assist, uh, for yeah. lack of better words. Um, he's just one of those guys that uh, the box score doesn't always tell you how important he is to this basketball team. And his IQ is off the charts. This kid is just—I I, I love Cam Johnson. So I'm not worried at all about Cam. Man, it, it'd be—you know—we'll we, have a game like this, and then he'll go out there and drop—you know—20 against Sacramento, have a big dunk, hit five threes. Yeah, the guys—he'll be all right, man. I just like what I'm seeing as far as energy and the little things. I felt like his hands were all over the ball tonight. Yeah, I don't know. He was am, active, am I very active. Yeah. You know, I just felt like he was all over the place tonight. Yeah, so. he, was, he was impacting the game in other ways other than scoring. You know, obviously he had a lot of wide open threes, and that's what we were waiting for is that one cam three to drop, and then everybody would have lost their shit because of everything he did, <laughs> he did early in the game. Yeah. But again, you know, it's like uh, he's doing all those little things. He's playing physical, and you're right. He could he does have the, the capacity to be the third or second best player on this team in a couple of years. I just hope we have the ability to hold on to him come next offseason because uh, – you know, it'll be restricted free agent time for him and all the all the right. rookie contract extension stuff. And, you know, he's going to be a big one. He's going to be a big one. Yeah, so. I, I I think I think Cam's a big part of this team. And I, I think they love Cam and they want to keep him around. God, I hope and so. uh, I, I saw my man right here said, nah, Flex, you tweaking. 
I think about that about 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 camping. No, listen, I'm I'm serious. I'm serious. Um, obviously, you know, I, I want to put things in perspective. Obviously, this is I'm 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 talking about Cam Johnson in a couple years, not right now. And yeah. In a couple years, I think that kid that kid can be special, man. Um, there's some things in his bag that we haven't seen yet. Um, so we'll see though. We'll see. I, I love him. I think, I think he'll be a, he'll be a guy that's going to be around for a while. And he has physicality and he has size. I mean, he has all the tools necessary, uh, to be successful and, and a killer shot. And he's starting to take the ball to the rim a little bit more. So he's putting yeah. it all together, which yeah. is great to see, but uh, you know, it, it's time for the jam star of the game. Jam star of the game. This is your reminder, if you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe. If you're watching along live with us on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button and let us know in the chat who your jam star of the game is. Uh, one guy I haven't talked, well, we actually haven't talked about two guys. That's uh, Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Chris Paul, 16 points, 13 assists. Uh, Devin Booker, 38 points tonight. 38, six rebounds, four assists, 14 for 21 shooting, five for nine from deep. Uh, that's who I'm going to be giving my jam star of the game to. You know, you, you look at his career and he averaged entering this game 26.5 points against the Atlanta Hawks. There's only <laughs> there's only three other teams he averages more points against. Can you take a guess at any one of those teams, Flex? Three other teams. Three other teams know, he know has a higher one. Sure. I know okay. one for sure. Philadelphia 76ers. That's correct. 28.8. Boston Celtics. That's number two. Correct. You got the top two. Okay. And the third one. Um... Dallas another, Mavericks, another Eastern Conference team. Oh, another Eastern Conference team. Uh, oh man! All right, give me five more seconds, brother. Uh, I'm going to say in the East. Shit, man. <laughs> hey, tell me, brother. Washington I'm, I'm, Wizards. Damn. Yes. Washington Wizards. So okay. he averages 28.8 against Philly, 28.1 against Boston, which includes that 70 point game. Correct. Uh, 26.9 against Washington and 26.5 against Atlanta. Uh, so he cooks against the the Eastern Conference. Obviously, those numbers are skewed because he doesn't play them nearly as often. Twice, right? Exactly. He's played all those teams. I think eleven total times. Whereas you look at you know the Lakers, he's played twenty two times in the regular season. Things of that nature. You know, but thirty eight points for Devin Booker tonight. What do you see in his game that made him so effective against the Atlanta Hawks tonight? Um, Book was book was book tonight. I thought I thought he just played his game, and I thought I listen. Don't talk. Don't talk. Can I curse on this show? Fuck yes. (laughs) Don't talk shit to Devin Booker, man, because that's the worst thing you can do. Bogey started running his mouth a little bit, and I'm gonna tell you what, man. Once you get Book going uh, mentally, and you get him, you get talking to him, man. That kid's just a savage, man. But I thought, I thought what I liked from Book tonight was that um, he 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 let it fly a little bit from the three point line tonight. Yes, um, he he kind of you know, you know, I joke around about Devin Booker, man. You know, books for his career has been really bad at wide open threes. Yes, he has. Lord. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, when he's wide open, I'm like, damn, is he going to, but, but when he's contested, man, he's, he's a dog. And tonight I felt like he just let it fly. I felt like he embraced the physicality of the game. Um, I love when I see book go three, four possessions in a row where he's, he's pounding the mid range and he's trying to get contact and, and just getting his body in the game. Um, and so I thought tonight he just played free and, and I must tell you something, man, I, I I can't help but I would need people to understand this, man. It's part of the motivation factor. Um, 
this is the best game he's had all season, and this is probably the best game we've or the best competition we've played all season, right? Exactly. So it doesn't surprise me that Book had this game tonight because he just tends to do this type of thing. He does Devin Booker things when when it's needed and against tough competition. So I think it was a little bit of all of that. I think it was a little bit of a who we were playing, uh, the fact that there was a little trash talking, and mm-hmm. the fact that I think he just came out and played his game and played free tonight. Um, I still don't like Monty with the minutes, though. I think Book, needs, there's, there's some times where he needs to still play a little more minutes. Um, but yeah, tonight was incredible, man. That guy's pretty good, man. Devin Almighty, look him up. Look him up, guys. He's pretty can, damn good. Can, can, can I quote that on Twitter? Yeah. Flex says ahead, uh, Devin Booker is pretty good. <laughs> that he guy's pretty good. good. He pretty is, good. man. You know, and you're right with the minutes. You know, 34 total minutes tonight, and you know he was a part of that run that Atlanta put on the Suns at the end of the third quarter. Uh, and that's you know that he was gassed at that time too because he had carried them through the third quarter. So you know. Perhaps you can substitute some of those minutes and reallocate them at other points of the game. Maybe come back with eight minutes left in the fourth rather than just six. Correct. Uh, but correct. again, I'm not going to overly uh, be critical of Monty Williams tonight after getting a win with this team. Yep. Uh, but you're right, 100% on Devin Booker. You know, he is a big game player and mm-hmm. he knows when the lights are on him. And when you're playing Atlanta, even though this isn't a nationally televised game for some dumb reason, should have yeah. been 100%. But again, it's a Saturday in November. They're going to give it all to the to, to college football. Uh, but he knows that people are paying attention on the East Coast. Yeah. Uh, and they're watching this game because, you know, some people, although they don't give the Hawks credit, <laughs> you know, a lot of people are watching this Hawks team because they know that. One, their schedule's been brutal to start oh this season. Oh, my God. Yeah. On the road, and they're playing. I mean, they played Utah, I think, last. Before that, they had Brooklyn. Brooklyn, right. You know, I mean, they they're, they have a tough schedule. But a lot of teams are watching and have, you know, are, are very aware of what the Hawks are doing. And Devin Booker's aware of that, too. And this is a team that allows him to get free and, and score the way that he likes to because the majority of their solid defense is in the paint. Correct. So he he can live behind the line. He can live uh, shooting middies, and he can live trying to run fast breaks and, and be effective Good in those point. areas. Mm-hmm. So you know when you have the teams where they have their defenders, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. You know. Um, yeah, I lost it. No, nah, I know, get what you're saying. Yeah, man. when when you have quality guard defensive plays, uh, and people, you know, um, Milwaukee, team, Milwaukee, Milwaukee. There you go. There you, go. Yeah. you know, I mean, it's a little bit tougher for him. So he looks at these kind of matchups, and he's excited, and he cooks on them. So yeah, uh, kudos to more. Devin Booker, Jam Star of the Game. You know you can on it, bet on it, bet on it, bet on it. All right. So one thing that we do flex is on Twitter the morning of every game. We're just, you know, obviously sports gambling's huge in Arizona now. Yeah. Uh, so we say, hey, we'll reach out to the Jamsters. We take a dollar a game and we bet on something relative to the Suns game. To, today we asked, hey, we're going to put our money on whoever's going to be the first point scorer of the game in this game. And we okay. take that dollar and we bet it. Uh, I believe it was uh, the, the Jamsters responded with Mikhail Bridges. Okay. Uh, it was plus, I think, 650. Uh, the first score of the game went to Trey Young, so we lost another dollar. So we're now down four dollars and twenty cents on the season. We, you know, we'll we'll, we'll get That's there. That's cool, man. That's cool. I like it's that. fun. It's fun. Like you know, uh, I'm I'm trying to get something where we hit. We we got to put together a parlay where we hit something big and, and earn some money back. But you know, again, Jamsters. And the other thing is, we're we're trying to get a sponsorship from one of these million sports books, and no one wants to even pick up the phone and answer me when I call them. So uh, I love it, yo. That's a great <laughs> idea, man. I'm with that. That's cool you know as me. Hell. You know me. I'm a thinker. You're the man, brother. You're I'm a thinker. Out. <laughs> yeah. uh, next thing we have is our pick watch. 
Um, we're going against Fanning the Flames, Justin, uh, Dan, and Paul over there. We're we're making picks and trying to figure out who's going to win the next game. And then we're kind of keeping track of that on a website. So the next game for the Suns is against the Kings. Another game in Sacramento. Interesting how so early in the season, the Suns are going to have played the Kings twice and both times are in Sacramento. Uh, take a look at this Kings team. What is your impression of them? And what are your thoughts on this game? Do the Suns win or lose? Um, I like the Kings, man. I do. I think they're a scrappy team. I love Tyrese Halliburton. I love De'Aaron Fox. I think they're, you know, this is a team where you got to have guard play. You're talking about De'Aaron Fox. You're talking about Tyrese Halliburton. You're talking about Davion Mitchell. You're talking about Buddy Hill. Yep. And I know, I know I, I tweeted something out during the last game and, and I said something to the effect, you know, the Suns are going to have to contain all four of those guys and somebody, you know, being cute on Twitter was like, oh, Captain Obvious, that's half the team. Well, you know what? Uh, yeah, it just happens to be that those four guys are what make that team go. And they all play the same damn position. So they got four guards, um, four combo guards, basically. They can all play one or two. Um, and they're dangerous. And right when you think you got them in, you know, locked in the grass, man, they can go on a little 10-15 run all by themselves. So I, I do think we win that game. I think we give them a little payback for the uh, Harrison Barnes uh, buzzer beater. Yeah, um but but I do think it's going to be a tougher game than people think. Um, we got to control those guys. And uh, I think if DeAndre Ayton is back for that game, I think the Suns win that game. Uh, I'm, I'm going to throw – I'm even going to give you a score. I'm going to say 111-103. Okay. 111, write that down. 111-103, Phoenix Suns over the Sacramento Kings on Monday. And uh, that's assuming DA plays, though. Can can I get to this? Just that's just assuming yes, DA. Yes, yes, yeah, DA like doesn't the, play. Forget anything I said. <laughs> and Mega Giants is correct. The first matchup was in Phoenix. I forgot. Yes, it uh, was in Phoenix. I, yeah, I was I, I was in Northern California for that one. I was pissed because I could have gone to the game, um, but they God. happened to be, whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think we win this one. You know, now take a look at the Kings. They're yeah. currently five and four. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're playing well. They play Indiana tomorrow. And you look at kind of how their season's gone thus far. Obviously, they beat the Suns. Um, they beat the Hornets. They beat the shit out of the Hornets. Uh, they did. Yesterday, yesterday. 140 yesterday, to 110. Yeah. yeah. By 30, yeah. Um, they beat the Pelicans, which is obviously like everybody beats the Pelicans. They've done that twice already. Uh, their losses have come to the Jazz twice, to Golden State once, and um, to the Mavericks once, who's who's another team that's playing well. Yeah. So you take you take a look at the uh, the Suns looking at this team. The Suns are the only quality team that the Sacramento Kings have beat thus far. Fact. You know, they, they they've lost I mean they, they beat the Trailblazers, but I'm not I'm not gonna go as far as say the Trailblazers are a quality team yet. I still have right. a lot to I, that I want to see from them to prove yeah. whether or not they are actually a contender. Agreed. So I, I feel like uh I feel like to your point, if DA's playing like lock this one in. Yeah. If DA's not playing, I still think that they have the capacity to beat this team. Because I feel like our bigs are better than theirs. Obviously, you know they have Alex Land, they have uh, uh, Rashawn Holmes, Holmes yep. you know who definitely yep. brings the energy. But I feel like having a Javale McGee out there will match his energy, and that almost cancels each Agreed. other out. Agreed. And to your point, you know it it comes down to the guard play, and it comes down to how effective their guard play is, and how much it tires out Chris Paul, correct, and Devin Booker, correct. But again, with campaign coming back, you yep. know with with uh, with our depth. I can see us sustaining anything that they throw at us. Uh, I'm going to lock it in. I'm going I'm to put a win in. So I'm with it. 
You know, I, I forget what the fan in the flames guys said, but I, I definitely think the Suns. And you know what? I, I I just want to throw something in there, but the Suns, I, I always feel like this team is always more locked in on the road. I just I like the Phoenix Suns on the road. I I, I get nervous at home, but I, <laughs> on the road, I feel like they just lock in on the road, man. So I'm with you, brother. Lock it in. Let's lock it Damn, in. And, 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 and I definitely think that's a good point. You know, they're a team that is a, a really close team. And they, they, they come together. And when they're on the road, they, they have the capacity to just play like they're at home almost. So Correct. I, think it's, I think it's a good point of view. So uh, last thing before we get out of here, Flex, do you want to tell everybody what you're up to, where they can follow you? I mean, there's like 17 different things you're doing. You are the <laughs> hardest working guy I know. The fact that I could get you onto this show, like I'm forever grateful because I know how come goddamn on, busy you are. Uh, I know you're back east, and it's what, what time is there right now? One thirty. One thirty in the morning. Yeah. Jesus Christ! I'm going to be in Boston next week, and I'm going to be doing the same shit. I'm going to be like asleep at the wheel. Uh, <laughs> but 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 tell everybody where they can follow you, my friend. Hey, you can catch me on all social media platforms at Flex from Jersey. Catch me on the K. Uh, I'm sorry, KSRN, KSRN Arizona with my guy Earl Burnett. PHNX Network, the Flex Appeal with my guys over there. Obviously, the 98.7 Arizona Sports Post Game Show with my guy John Bloom. And um, man, I yeah, we're gonna stick with that right now. <laughs> we're gonna stick with that right <laughs> so now. much, so much. Well, again, we're lucky to have you considering you're normally hanging out with John Bloom, but I know he was doing uh He's the doing broadcast the tonight. Yep. So exactly. So, you know, we're we're lucky to get you on this one. So again, you're welcome anytime. I don't have to send you an invite. You tell me like, Hey, I'm, I'm available after that game. You're on dude. No, no hey, problem whatsoever. I, so I, I love you guys, man. You guys are the best. I've, I've always been huge fans of y'all, man. So it's an honor and a pleasure to always have the opportunity to do this brother. Love it. And anytime you need me, man, just let me know. Tell Matt, oh, go to, go to more games, man. Yes, yes. Tell Matt to have <laughs> on more dates, man. I'm with it, man. Let me know. I'm in here. <laughs> well, let us know what you're doing Monday night. Cause I don't think I can make the show Monday night cause I'm traveling. So right, be you or somebody we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll but, uh, but on that note, Jamsters, a reminder, please subscribe, rate, review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you're on YouTube, hit the thumbs up button. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Darth Voida. He's at Flex from Jersey. And go home and love your family. Take care. Peace out, clan.